Welcome to Trekaholic. And now, here is your host, Albie. And tonight, my guest is Mr. Brent Jepp. How you doing, Brent? I'm doing good. How about yourself? I'm doing great. Um, very happy to see you. It's been a long time since I've seen you. Uh, Got to be 10 years now, at least. It's, or it's decade. Yeah, it 10 years. We, were, we weren't dads then. I, uh, we both have kids now. Yeah. It doesn't seem that long. Nope. I, yeah, I was down there in 2010, so it's been uh, 10 and a half years. Oh, uh, yeah, I've like almost married, exactly. Married for six. So Congratulations. Yeah, Congratulations. Uh, I couldn't get uh, my um, passport, so I didn't come to the wedding. I don't know if I was invited. I got to check my email. I never deleted it. <laughs> I will backdate an email. <laughs> <laughs> Can you do? You could probably do that. I couldn't do that, but you could do that. You and uh, our mutual friend Steve could do all that kind of stuff. So, a uh, very smart man I'm, I have on the line here tonight. So, uh, we're talking about Star Trek tonight. But first, I want to get to know you and uh, people that don't know you. Uh, tell, tell, tell them a little bit about yourself. All right. So, my name's Brent. I'm from uh, Vancouver or just outside of Vancouver in, in BC, Canada. Um, I'm computer programmer by training and by job, actually. Um, I've been a Trekkie and Trekker, Trekkie, Star Trek fan. Yeah, me too. My forever. I'm a Trekaholic, so I really have a problem. I like the name. Yeah. I always have. <laughs> I got that uh, name on AOL back in the day. Nobody that's had awesome. it when I got my screen name, so I kept it and I got it everywhere. That's awesome. Yeah, I got, yeah, I started Star Trek when I was about eight or nine, mm-hmm. and then slowly that evolved into all basically Star Trek Next Gen, and then into DS9, Voyager. Um, at the time, I picked up, I think, Crusade, which is a spinoff of Babylon 5 that got canceled. I did watch Crusade, yeah. yeah I wasn't as then, into it as much as Babylon 5. Love Babylon no. 5. Babylon 5, I never got to watch until reruns. Oh, so really? Was, yeah, uh, me neither. I, I binged the whole thing. I binged the whole thing in like a few months. It was great. I was like totally absorbed into the universe. Um, so. And then probably my other favorite show from back then had been one called Red Dwarf out of the UK. Watching that now, I'm on season five. I'm almost to the second episode of season five. What's it called? Like uh, something. Five. One is it's a play on words or something. Huh? Or- First one was Hollow Ship, or was that Hollow Ship? The, the, I watched Hollow Ship. The one after that, I think I'm on. Okay, I but maybe Inquisitor. Maybe, uh, but I'm really loving it. I really am. Uh, that's my little reward to myself after I work uh, all night. If the sun's not up yet, I put on an episode of Red Dwarf, and I just sit there and I just enjoy. It's it's so, it's it's great. I love it. So, fun fact on that one, they did. Um, at the 10th year of Red Dwarf, 10 years after the front of the, the started airing, they mm-hmm. did a Red Dwarf night on BBC. And so they had a whole bunch of like specials. So they had a, a cooking show with the actors on there playing <laughs> the characters. And they did a quiz show with uh, the car- actors. That's awesome. Um, but they also did a documentary called A to Z where they had a bunch of famous, semi-famous people um, say their like thoughts on Red Dwarf. So Patrick Stewart's one of them. Oh, wow. Uh, so he's... Mm-hmm. Is that on the DVD sets? I know they it's have a lot of extra DVD sets. I okay, think. I have them, but I haven't watched most of the special features yet. Yeah, so his famous one there is he was watching, I think he's sitting down in a hotel room while he was filming something or doing a, a show and just sitting there relaxing through on the TV, saw his red dwarf, started watching it, real, realized it was uh, possibly a you know, ripoff of Star Trek. So. <laughs> going to pick up the phone to call his agent and get this dealt with. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he said, then the, one of the first 
um, gags happened, and he's like, and so he put the phone down and then watching it. <laughs> like, it's what he said it was one of his favorite shows or something to watch. Oh, that's it's awesome! And that came out what eighty nine, I think, or eighty seven. 88, they 88. released two seasons back-to-back, and then um, slowly they've been dripping new seasons out until mm-hmm. the 90s. And there's a new movie now on uh, the BritBox, right? Yeah. I so haven't watched it yet because I'm doing it in order, of course. Four four years ago, they um, started on um, another network called Dave, which I think is an offshoot. <laughs> they're all dead, Dave. Yeah, they're all dead, Dave. All of them? Uh, they're all dead, Dave. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they did. Uh, they did three new seasons and then the new movie. So yeah, I can't wait. I'm enjoying it, and everybody that I've talked to or told that I'm watching it, they're so excited for me, and I'm excited for me because I I love when uh, one of my friends gets to experience something I've seen so many times for the first time. So now I'm that person, which is unusual because I'm usually that guy. I have actually a good friend here who um, he never really grew up watching TV. Really? And yeah, and he started watching Star Wars when the new when Disney bought Star Wars and they started the new movies. So he mm-hmm. enjoyed it. And so we back read, back watched a bunch of Star Wars movies. That's awesome. And then he was telling me, I think one day we we're talking and he's like, I really like something like where they travel to different planets or something like with wormholes or something. I'm like, I got a show for you. <laughs> Stargate. <laughs> yeah. That's uh what so, you were really into, I think, when we first met and me, me too. Steve got me into it, our mutual friend. And yeah. I, I love Stargate. Stargate. And yeah, Stargate's actually, it was, it's a personal favorite. It's actually filmed right around here. Um, so One of the reasons I want to come visit you. Oh, yeah. Don't be afraid so, to dumpster yeah, dive so for I'll sets. I'll get back to that in a second. But okay. the, um, when I had a friend whose um, dad actually worked on the set of Stargate. So really? He got, me on, he got me on set for two days. Do you have like so a I piece got, of set anywhere or anything like that? No, I got pictures. but No, oh, pictures. Yeah. I got to see filming uh, season six, episodes one, two, and three. I got to see them filming bits and pieces of them. You person in person? I got you to saw stand them? on set, oh like ten goodness. feet from the actors watching them. That was one of my favorite, probably one of my more favorite memories. Wow! Yeah, that's awesome. I love so. it. Uh, I think uh, it, there's an episode of Stargate Universe. I forget the episode name, but it's about a parallel timeline, maybe. Okay. And uh, one of the characters has an illness, and I think that episode you probably know what it is but uh, i remember it i don't i universe i've never watched only watched one time through me too when it was on and i have it on blu-ray but i never rewatched it i just bought it and put on the shelf but one day but i think that episode is like one of the best episodes of television ever but you have to earn it by watching all of stargate up to there to get it but i love that stuff and uh farscape fan all the cool stuff right doctor who doctor who Mm -hmm. um i don't have it on my desk anymore i have a giant doctor who mug oh that's cool that's cool. um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Uh, yeah. Uh, we we just watched that with my daughter, and now she carries a towel around in her backpack because you always need a towel with you. So, yeah. Uh, always. I love that my daughter likes all the geeky, cool stuff that I like. So, I hope my boys like it too when they get older. Yeah. I just, uh, and like, uh, she knows how to like get me to do stuff. I like, it's time to go to bed. It's bedtime. Can I watch one episode of Star Trek? <sighs> okay. <laughs> Where my office is located, there is literally a production studio set up across the street. Wow. Uh, and they're doing, I think they they did the new Sabrina show that's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Uh, Haven't watched it yet. That's, oh, you know, on my to-watch list. And so actually a neat thing is they all get parking stickers on their windshield. So you know what shows they're working on. So people <laughs> have um, Batwoman um, stickers and Supernatural mm-hmm. stickers. and oh, uh, All CBC the good stuff. Legends, and you're right Supergirl. there. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Have you ever um, seen Kevin Smith in the parking lot directing the Supergirl? I have not seen anybody worth seeing anywhere around. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, you got to put on the Mission Impossible music and sneak in maybe. 
It's it's Canada. What are they going to do? Oh, please don't come in. You, you you don't belong here. Go back out and be like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There there was one day there there was a three guys walking down look like in like 16th century or 17th century mm-hmm. like French like Napoleon um, army oh, type cool. outfits walking cool. down the sidewalk. Napoleon going to get lunch, I guess. <laughs> That's awesome. Now I know where I want to move. I was thinking between Canada, Norway, and Australia. Uh, I think it's easier to sneak into Canada. I'm not sure. I, I, all I hear about Australia is everything there is trying to kill you. So Yeah, that's true. So maybe Norway. But it's hard to immigrate into Norway right now, from what I understand. I think anywhere right now. But. Yeah, well, for us Americans. Um, so How did you get yeah. into Star Trek? Uh, Star Trek. So funny enough, I had... Uh, when I was about eight or nine, the, my babysitter, uh, he was a big fan. And um, so he always watched it. And so I got back in the day, you only had one TV in your house. So mm-hmm. I spent a lot of time. Either I had to play with toys that well, I was at usually at his house. So I didn't have didn't have my toys. So I had mm-hmm. to play with a notepad or something or watch Star Trek with them. Mm-hmm. So I watched Star Trek. And really I, think cool. I thought it was kind of a silly show initially. And then just watch it day after day after day. And you're like, this is actually pretty good. I like this. I'm looking forward to it. Are you as old as me? And uh, the TV you originally watched Star Trek on was wood and sat on the floor and it went click, 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 click. Not that one. <laughs> Not that um, one. My dad had one of those TVs, okay. I think, even to that point until yeah. it finally it bit the dust. And we finally got a nice Sony Trinitron. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm like, oh, I only got a 65, which was cool when I bought it. But then you walk by this the 80 inches and you're like, damn it. <laughs> when is that going to stop? I don't know. I guess as high as a doorway, right? Um. Yeah. For the, well, in this, for the even in this episode, you can see the captain's quarters. I think she has a screen on her wall, mm-hmm. not on, but look like it was the entire wall was a mm-hmm. giant screen. So, so uh, you what? What did your uh, like Trekkies uh, like to talk? I think about their fandom when they talk about uh, what's your favorite episode of each series because that kind of gives you yeah. a clue of how what kind of Trekkie you are. So, okay. uh, can you tell me some of your favorite episodes from each series? All right, so. Um, Original series still, I think because I came into the, in the next gen era, the original series was never one of my favorites. I always found it slower to watch. Um, but I actually still, funny, one of my favorites is always going to be Tribbles. Yeah. But um, I actually quite like the, I guess, the Cage. The Cage is really good. Um, and then, the, or was it the Moronga? Uh, the Menagerie. Where they, yeah, where they come back yep. to that. Menagerie, uh, where they reuse the footage. Because yeah, they didn't that, have all I the really, color footage, I think, or, until after that. Yeah, and I really love that because mm-hmm. they, um, like, not knowing because not knowing back then, but the cage being the original pilot. It was a clip show from a show that we hadn't seen, which is awesome. Yeah. So, uh, so the menagerie is much you, better than Shades. They of Grey. actually showed the bad side, like a captain that got hurt badly mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. had a like the negative consequences, I guess, of being in out there. Yeah, it happens, a, and you would think that they'd be able to heal him, but I guess not because show. But uh, what do you think of the new Pike series coming out? I'm excited for that. I'm, I'm excited because I actually so Discovery. I still I was very on the fence about Discovery mm-hmm. watching it. I liked I liked the show. I should say that I really like the show series. I like I really like serial. Like Babylon Five is one of my favorites, and that's mm-hmm. a Love Babylon beginning, 5. middle, ends type of show. It's got a right. That was in an era mm-hmm. where that wasn't normal. Mm-hmm. Bab, or Deep Space Nine, my my favorite um, Star Trek, mm-hmm. and that's again they start out kind of just with loosely, but by about season three, four they start the Dominion, and then they really build a continual mm-hmm. story. And so I've always liked the serial layout. Um, you, you've read they, my mind about Discovery. I like everything about Discovery, but for some reason it hasn't all melded into that thing yet. Like it's almost yeah. there. So I, hopefully this season is the season. Because what, so, the next gen, the first couple seasons, you know. 
Oh yeah, and that's uh, sometimes it, in today's era you don't get that um, forgiveness in right. the past. It's either a hit so, or not. But, yeah, if it doesn't make it the first six, good mm-hmm. chance you're gonna be canceled or whatever. Right, right. Um, and even thir- you usually only do the first thirteen order until mm-hmm. it's at least hit a certain around six, six to nine, and that's when they decide if they're gonna do the back half or not. Mm-hmm. I can't uh, think of what I don't like about Discovery, and I like it, but I don't love it yet. Uh, maybe that's what I'm trying to say. So Discovery. I, one of the small things there was the first three episodes was almost a different show because that's her, right? and then it starts a series from after episode four. It's like they started filming before they knew what they were making, and yeah. then like they were also at the end of the season one, they're like, mm, let's do something different again, more still. Yeah, and then just well, I think that's coming from the feedback. So mm-hmm. season one though, they did a lot of they did new stuff. They technology seemed out of place for the mm-hmm. era it should be, um, based on previous Star Trek mm-hmm. and the Klingons or whole redesign. So as a fan, I can they didn't do fan service. I guess they did. Not they at actually all. Tried to do their own thing. Yeah, and they tried to bring it to the current era, which mm-hmm. I totally get what they're doing. Mm-hmm. But because they said it's before Star Trek original series, it felt very out of place. If they had mm-hmm. told us that show was based fifty years after Next Gen, it would have been fine, I right? Think, yeah, hundred percent. Whole new universe and all that stuff. And then they and had planned to not use Klingons. Use the yeah. Race. I tried to like the new Klingons because they're awesome looking. But I just yeah. didn't feel like they were Klingons, even though they were. And eventually I got into them, but it was just hard for me, even though I was like consciously trying. Um, so see, season two, though, they come back there mm-hmm. and I think they did the fan service a little bit. They realized they that they had to correct as much as they could. Yeah. And they slowly over season two, they did do a lot of retconning off mm-hmm. season one and to fit into the original series. Um, Pike commenting that he's pulling all the advanced technology out of the Enterprise. Yeah, which is, I like that. You know, no more holograms. Let's get rid of that. Eventually he's going to be like, can we rebuild this out of plywood? I remember Matt Myra saying he was uh, he was a host of After Trek for the yeah. first season of Discovery. He was he said uh, on his podcast, Star Trek The Next Conversation, which I recommend. It's great. Um, he said that the producers told him that at the end of season one of Discovery, they were supposed to jump to Star Trek Voyager time. Oh. But then they pulled the plug on that at the last moment. I did like the season two idea with the uh, artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. I I don't know if it's a short order because I don't they didn't run a full twenty two episodes. I don't think. Mm-hmm. They, um, so it feels I don't know. It feels like there's dead space in between episodes and mm-hmm. then a rush and to get the final story finished. Did you like short tracks? Did you like Trouble with Edward, uh, stuff like that? I actually love that one. Yeah, me too. Um, I really I love that. that. H. John yeah. Benjamin, I think his name is. Or Yeah. yeah he, really I like him as an actor, and then he did that role mm-hmm. well. And um, yeah, that was a very good ep- short. I also was like the one with him stuck in the turbo lift. Oh, that so, was great. And they were singing, and that was the closest thing to a Star Trek musical so far. So hopefully we get so, one. Maybe on Lower Decks, that'd be great. So one of my favorite um, Discovery episodes so far would actually be the one where um, Saru's um, home planet kind of so you get to see that a, was nice an alien race really from an alien race point of view mm-hmm. um, something you don't you know, a lot of Star Trek you're seeing it from the human point of view mm-hmm. and so it's neat to see from an alternate point of view mm-hmm. um, re- uh, animated series I actually have only probably watched three episodes maybe four really so I, I recommend it great. It's I on know, Netflix. I watched the triple one. I'm gonna say the triple one, even though I don't think it was actually. A, I think it was a horrible episode. More troubles, more but, tribbles. I've seen yeah. that probably mostly. That in yesteryear, where Spock goes back in time to save himself. Okay. That's a good one. Yesteryear. I think that's the one I've actually seen. So. Yeah. So I think they were like the the three that came on the VHS that I first had or something. That and maybe uh, the L'Oreal Signal. I don't know how to pronounce it. Where uh, the women save the day. I don't know that one. Oh, it's really good. I recommend it. 
Uh, okay. Spoilers, but they save the day at most ends of most Star Trek. So, oh, that's good to know. Okay, you're really smart. I have a question. Okay. Why on Discovery did they have to go to the future to save what the the ship and the data from the enemy they defeated? I'm still confused about that. Me too. Okay. Um, no idea. I I didn't get it in the episode. It fit the story, I guess. Yeah. Um, it, it, I think what's the term? MacGuffin. <laughs> yeah. Um, they needed to. They had. They had an end goal of getting the show into a new timeline so it doesn't wreck the um, old old timelines. Right. Get it. Get it out of the. Keep the show going, but change, make it fit the timelines better. So and that was a. The no, story that you decided on. No real in-universe reason. It's no, it's kind of like everybody made a mistake and nobody realized it. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I did like that whole that that action scene of that final battle kind mm. of thing was actually really mo- almost movie esque. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, they could have that could have been a, in a movie. Yeah. Yeah, big time. And that's actually something I think we're gonna see more of. It's the all the series goes like with uh, Mandalorian. I don't know if you watched that. Oh it's yeah, Star love it. Wars. Uh, we have uh, yeah. a third member of our family right now is Baby Yoda. He goes everywhere with us. Nice. So, yeah. so they they filmed a lot of that in a closed room using Unreal Engine, which is like the gaming engine. I watched that. What do they call that? The 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 continuum? No, the the form? No, the the space? Form. The what do they call it? I don't actually know. I just know it has like the giant screens, like. It's awesome. They should just do that from now on with everything. Because I watched the whole Mandalorian, and I thought they were like in Egypt, in the desert, and yeah. somewhere, you know, in another country, just filming it. And then you see the behind the scenes, and you're like, "No way!" Yeah, it's a great idea. It takes apparently it takes better actors or better a different style actor to be able to pull mm-hmm. these off because mm-hmm. it's the same issue they actually had filming Star Star Wars mm-hmm. movies at least the newer ones. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, more the George Lucas as the prequels. They uh, a lot of the scenes where they are just literally in a green room filming, and well, they have to run and hop, and then they're filling in, fighting something. I think I saw where the actors were talking how they were going in the in that room through the lava tunnels. Yeah, and normally how they all have to imagine their own thing, what it's going to be like. But they were actually there, and they were getting like motion sickness and thinking they were moving when they weren't, and all experiencing the same thing, so they could act better together. That's great. I can't wait till. Like that just takes off. I think it will. Yeah. And I so, want one in my house for a holodeck. <laughs> I'm always, I would always be for a holodeck. I think just the VR lenses will be the closest we're going to see in our generation. I do that a lot. But, but. I, I have the, just the ones with the, you put your phone in. Oh, okay. Then you check nice. on the YouTube where you press a thing for VR. You do things yeah. you know, like roller coasters. I haven't tried that yet. Oh, it's fun. It's fun. One of my friends has the Oculus. So oh, I want that. I to use it there, but I haven't actually got I one want myself that. yet. If they want to sponsor the show, just send me one. You're the sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, TN, is that a favorite episode? TNG. TNG, um, yeah. Probably Yesterday's Enterprise. That's a beautiful one. I, I, that moment that it uh, with the Tasha Yar thing, and it just gives me chills every time. And I think that's the first next gen episode I teared up, cried. At. Okay, that's. I like and actually Natasha R. So that actually mm-hmm. then brings uh breaks a tem- temporal issue, which then brings in the was it Sila? Sila, her daughter, yeah. half Romulan. Yeah. yeah. The only thing that would have made that neater is if they had introduced that Romulan prior to that episode. Yeah, and you didn't know why, but you know, yeah, that, I think they were going been. week by week. Then now they oh, pretty yeah. much go by season by season, or sometimes longer. JMS J. Michael Straczynski had whole series planned out. 
Yeah. I'd like to find out what yeah. Jeremiah had f- planned for the end. Yeah. But I don't know. That was a five-year plan too, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so was it DS9? That's a hard one to pick. I think Man, one of my f- it's like one long, good series. One of my favorites, I think, still, though, is one of the final episodes where they're all in the holodeck with um, Vic. What is that? Bada bing, bada boom, something like that? Yeah, the, the ro- they do the robbery. Casino yeah, robbery, right? yeah, that's a great one. That's, and then that's a great one. the captain um, sings with them at the Vic at the yeah. end. Yeah. Then it was like, we're going to do what we want. It's our it's our show, and yeah. we're just going to... So. That was the best, because my favorite part about Star Trek is the characters, and that show is all characters. And that's, I think, a Star Trek in general is about yeah. the character. Mm-hmm. It's about not... Net, a lot of the sci-fi things are just using their whatever magic science at the end of every episode to fix it all. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's all about the character development. Yeah, I, I, the the whole whatever's the story of the week, what's going to kill him? I know it's not, so it doesn't really interest me as much. Sorry? Oh, Vic Fontaine. Uh, I don't know if you got the email to my wedding invitation. Did you go to my wedding? I'm not I sure. I did go to your wedding. I did okay. get the invite. Oh, did you? Sorry, I didn't. I didn't make it. But oh, well, cool. I did get an invite. I put you on the list, but I didn't do the stamp <laughs> thing because I saw on Seinfeld that you know if you lick the things you could die. So I didn't do that part. Um, but. Uh, the local band I hired, I had them, I gave them a copy of this one's from the heart, the Vic Fontaine album. And that's the, yep. all the music they played the whole thing. And like, nobody knew they just thought, Oh, old, cool, timey music. And there was like three people there that went deep space nine. I was like, yeah. So it was, totally I had worth that it. CD and I literally think I left it in the CD player when I sold one of my vehicles. Oh man. I had to buy it twice. Cause I rolled over the first copy in my, uh, rolly office chair. It just cracked and shattered, and I was very sad because, you know, I got the streaming MP3 versions, but I wanted the nice one, so I had to buy it again. But it's okay. Um, so I think that's all of them. Picard? Did you uh, enjoy Picard? Picard? I did watch it. Um, I don't know if there's a real favorite to that. Yeah, okay. that was. It's, again, like one story. Yeah, it's one long story. So it's each episode has a bit. I guess meeting Riker and Troy. Yeah, that, that, was, that was really nice. That was good. Um so I started, I was actually a big Star Wars book fan, and I read the whole, pretty much the entire expanded universe of books before Disney bought them. Hmm. And then they said, we're done with those. They're legacy. So, so they're not canon, people. so they can do anything they want now. Yeah. Well, Lucas, Lucas books or Lucasfilm, they always said that those were like B canon kind of thing. Like they would, hmm. If a movie decided to change something, they would, but they were going to honor them more or less. Mm-hmm. And then Disney decided to scrap that mm. which i understand well so if it I matters to you that's all that matters star trek books yeah star trek books oh what, you got a favorite star trek book i, I got not, lots not really yet but i started mm-hmm. reading the ones post um nemesis that's why i, was, I haven't the been there yet. all decided to go how, how how are those are those worth the read i enjoyed the i read three of them i think three mm-hmm. or four um mm-hmm. they really went into romulus and romulan politics and because everything is falling apart and so the federation was coming in to try helping them and it was neat. It was good. It was very politic heavy, I found. And But they started building the Crusher-Picard relationship. Oh, really? Yeah, they started to build that. And I hadn't gotten further. And then the Picard series has come out. Mm. And I almost feel like they aren't honoring those books in any way, shape, or form. Did you read Q or Cordially Invited about Beverly and uh, Picard's wedding? No. That is a great book. Q, okay. Beverly... Jean-Luc Picard, their wedding, and how he tries to <laughs> interrupt it oh, and mess it up. And they go on an list. adventure. Oh, man. I, 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 I read slow, but I read that in maybe two days nice. while I was working and sleeping and dadding. So <laughs> that's that's not easy. I With my firstborn, um, all the nights, I watched the rewatched all TNG. 
And second, I made it through about half of DS9 in like three months. Wow. Watching an episode or two a night. Yeah. Right now it's difficult for me because I'm a full-time father when I have my daughter half the week. So I can only work when she's asleep. And then the days that she's not with me, I have like wall-to-wall work. Yeah. So that one episode of Red Dwarf or that one episode of Star Trek, it just, I really cherish it when I do get to watch it. Area. That's. I'm glad I watched my TV as a youth. Because at this point, I would. I barely can get probably an episode a day in a show. Dad problems, right? <laughs> Responsibility. Oh well. So speaking Star- of Star Trek and uh, Star Trek Lower Decks, tell me uh, what your thoughts are on the series so far. There's been three episodes before this one, and of course, three episodes. The one. Um, this one, I I've been, I actually more on the love side than the hate. Good. Uh, I like that. That's uh, better than uh, or different than other people I've talked to. Christopher. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, I could see his dislike, Christopher's dislike mm-hmm. happening more towards the last two episodes. But, but I, uh, I want to dance in your ep- blood. <laughs> so I um, the, f- the first episode, I always give a, a pilot, usually a pass, mm-hmm. um, but I actually enjoyed the episode. It very much had a Rick and Morty ness mm-hmm. to it. The but, animation style. Definitely. Yeah, and the humor, and those, uh, aliens, the farmer aliens, they definitely just to me said something right out of Rick and Morty. They could, they pro- could have imported them from the other folders on their animation station or I almost, something. I almost want to go rewatch for <laughs> just Rick to see Morty if they're there. They were right? in one of the episodes. I, um, Mike McMahon was from uh, the original, fr- one of the original people involved in Rick and Morty. Yeah, so I'm so. sure that's a big part of it. So, um, and then oh, and the um, the other show that it really really rung bells with me was it i went off tnt called final space final space i just found out about that last night a matter of fact okay i haven't watched it yet i highly recommend it it's um very adult or Uh, it was good for kids oh it's adult oh so watch it by myself okay oh yeah (laughs) um cool the animation uh, uh, style looks similar that's what caught my eye yeah no the um just the feel of it even some of the jokes some of the way it's it's real, but it's got a slight cartoon feel to it. Like mm-hmm. stuff wouldn't really happen if real people. Okay. That was the feel of the, that show. Which I don't mind because uh, if the story's great, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And um, they, and one of the things, like they're one of the main characters is a, a cat person. And so when I see the doctor, <laughs> the first thing I think is that character from Final Space. Yeah, I like the doctor. Congratulations, you're scratching post. Laughed out loud. Laughed out loud. Um, yeah, that was a good one. They have a lot of lot of little jokes in this show, um, and that's actually probably one of my criticisms so far. Is it so far? There's been jokes. I think just to have a joke. Uh, and on Lower uh, Decks. On Lower Decks. Okay. Yeah, I can and, see that. But yeah, yeah, it's it's like it's a stand up comedy improv routine esque thing. Yeah, and so. I don't know. It kind of made me think of Oroville a little bit. Oroville, mm-hmm. the first few episodes, I found a lot of the jokes missed. Mm-hmm. But like they were there just got, because they were required, kind of. Yeah. They weren't but as organic. It went on, it felt like it gained its footing mm-hmm. better and better. That's how actors get more comfortable, but that mm-hmm. was actual. Now they're doing um, voice acting, which they may not ever be in the same room together, I don't know, especially in the. Oh, on Lower Decks, yeah. Uh, right now they're not. Yeah. They, they yeah. sent each one of them their own, like, at home recording setup. That's. So they direct cool. over like Zoom or whatever, Skype, and then they they record locally and then send the files. That's actually interesting. Yeah, but yeah, that would because that's where I think animation could really thrive during this type this era. There's no really live production going on, at least in uh, the states. I don't know how, how it is in Canada right now. 
I think, I uh, think they're doing some, but there's so many rules that they have involved. Mm-hmm. So I remember hearing that some shows are going back, but I think they had uh, they're basically treating it like closed sets. So you'd have mm-hmm. just the people involved in that episode and like one or two, like the cameraman and maybe a couple, um, one director or somebody mm-hmm. on stage. But you're getting the bare minimum on set at all times. I'd say just so. go animation for a year. That's fine. Might find some great things like Lower Decks. I mean, it's great that they had planned that and it was working out so so good and it just perfect timing. Because I think you mentioned in one of the previous ones that this was actually meant to air after the season of Discovery. Right. Uh, they were going to lead with uh, Discovery Season 3 and then go right into Lower Decks, the one a week. Uh, but they reversed it because uh, I think the actual reason the principal photography was done, but the people that were doing the special effects were doing it at home. And I guess it was taking longer, probably just sheer you know processing frames. You know, um, home computer versus I don't know what they gave them or whatever, but it took longer than they expected. The Walking Dead, another series. I, it's not sci-fi, but mm-hmm. kind of offshoot. But what uh, what was the reason for the, so, the zombie? So the final zombie? episode, they didn't finish post production, and so they had to hold. They did the whole entire season. They aired the whole entire season except for the final episode because they didn't finish post production and before they had to shut down from COVID. Uh huh. And so maybe so they'll they're do finally going to air in October. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, how did they finish it? Just uh, found the, footage, the, re-edited, or no? They they had the episode filmed. They oh, had okay. Done. It was special Just effects. No, yeah, the special effects post production. Because those are like zombies with green all over them to fill it, make them be- look better later. Right? I think so because it's also the whole ep- final episode before this led into the like big bad, a big biggest battle ever kind of thing. So you're gonna have. I, I think I watched up to season zombies. three of that. Season three, maybe. I, I stuck through it. Oh, uh, I saw up to where there were they were eating people that were still alive. Oh, yeah, I think that's, that's about right. Season three, I think. Yeah, uh, that was one about my uh, kid noticed uh, stuff on television, <laughs> so I couldn't watch gross stuff anymore. So I went yeah. from that to uh, Disney Junior. Yeah, interesting transition. Uh, are you excited for Prodigy? Going to be on Nickelodeon. I'm, in, I'm interested. I think I'll be my, my maybe one of the kids one to get my kid into. Oh yeah, so. oh, definitely mine. You know. Yeah. So, because she's watching Lower Decks and, you know, stuff goes over her head or she asks questions, but it's not so bad. Um, but uh, Prodigy that, will be made for her, so. That's a sign of a good TV show or movie. Like, Shrek would be a good example. You can have a younger kid, oh, I guess an older kid, but preteen, mm-hmm. watch Shrek and not get half the jokes. But yeah. an adult can watch it and laugh their butt off, too. It's on a couple joke. levels and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I think the one part she googled at was because uh, there was butts. In, in the in the holodeck, <laughs> she was like butts. <laughs> she normally doesn't see butts on Disney Junior or Nickelodeon or anything like that. Okay, um, all right. Uh, are you ready to watch the episode? Sure, we've talked a lot. And we talked- <laughs> I, I love reconnecting with you. It's it's been a while since we've actually talked like this, so I, I really appreciate it. Um, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna do a watch along. Me and Brent are gonna watch. Uh, we have our CBS All Access apps or whatever your equivalent is in Canada. I don't know about. ETV space, I guess. Ooh, I love I love brave. space. They always yeah. have the best shows. They so. always have the best shows. Um, so we're gonna start the episode after we take a little break and get your uh, either first or second screen device ready. However, you got this set up, so you can watch it along with us. So uh, we can all watch it together. And me and Brent are gonna talk about it and tell you what we like, what we didn't like, and uh, our thoughts about it. And we're gonna do that right after the break. We will be right back.
If you like listening to this podcast, then I guarantee you're going to love Thinking Outside the Long Box and our scintillating interviews with pop culture celebrities. I have a responsibility, not just to my son, but to everyone I meet, to let you see this is what you can do. This is what you can have. Look at how different I am. My God, look at all these people here. Can I be more different? But it doesn't stop me. So why should it stop you? Our discussions on the classics of pop culture literature and movies. This version of Night of the Living Dead, I regard personally as my favorite movie of all time. Oh, really? I can trace it back to that movie for my love for for movies and, and, and entertainment. And of course, our intelligent discussion on all things pop culture. Reading, passively reading the comic book. That's good. Here, I'll put it close to the mic. Oh, listen to me flip the pages passively. Yes. And then, so this is aggressive comic book reading. Oh, man, yes! It's so good! It's like that. Wow. Well, maybe not so intelligent. To listen to us, search for Thinking Outside the Long Box at iTunes or Stitcher, or find us at www.totlb.com. Now back to your super interesting show. And we're back. Welcome back to Trekaholic. And I'm here with my friend Brent Jap from Canada. Go Canada. Yay. Yay. I love Degrassi. Had a crush on Spike. Still do. Whatever happened to her? I have no idea. Okay. Not one of the shows I watched. You didn't watch Degrassi? Nope. Wow. Maybe I'm more Canadian than you. No, I'm not more Canadian than you. Um, <laughs> <Sorry>. So. Hey. <laughs> hey. Uh, uh, what is it? A boot? Is that the other one? A boot. Yeah. A boot and a boot. Everybody thinks I have a pet alligator and I'm addicted to meth. And I do not have a pet alligator. Funny, when I actually, I shortly lived in the States, mm-hmm. down actually near, that's where I met Elle. Elle um, but I was, by about three months in there, I could, when I talked to people from Canada, I could hear the Canadian accent. Really? Once you're around, I was around an American accent for a few months. Do uh, I sound like I have too. an accent to you? I don't hear it. Yeah. I I work with so many Americans now, mm-hmm. and the accents don't. I don't barely even notice them as much. The company I work with is a global company, so I work with people in all time zones, all continents, all countries. Not well, not uh, Antarctica yet, but that'd be awesome. Oh, maybe I could volunteer. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> but uh, we're all remote workers, so like uh, so many people. But we have a lot of Canadian people, so we talk about Canada because I like Canada. Nice. Yeah. Um, how can you not like Canada, right? They know what they're doing. Um, We're good at pretending. (laughs) Fooled me. Um, So what we're going to do is a watch along, like we we mentioned. Uh, This is a dual screen experience. So we're one of your screens, whether we're your main screen or your second screen. Uh, What we're going to do is we're going to tell you when to hit play. So we're all going to hit play together. Me in Florida, Brent in uh, Vancouver or close to Vancouver. Uh, Not sure. Uh, By all where the cool TV shows are made. And uh, we're going to count down to it, and we're all going to hit play at the same time and watch along and see what happens. Okay, what we're doing is we're watching uh, Star Trek Lower Decks, Season 1, Episode 4, Moist Vessel. And when Zoe says, on view screen, that's your cue to hit play. So, we're going to start in 3, 2, 1. On view screen. And we're going. TVPG. That is uh, different it was 14, than the last episode. I think of the last week. Yeah, I wonder what the difference was. Was there anything 
like naughty last week or violence? I don't know. I guess with the crystal people, they're trying to sh- stab. Yeah, everybody. yeah, and there was a stabbing and some blood. Uh, what did you think of this ship? It immediately reminded me of uh, a, many different things, like uh, sp- Space Seed. Uh, it reminded me of the Neutral Zone. It reminded me of the Genesis. Uh, Genesis, where my mind went. Um, okay. Life from lifelessness. Yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> Tricorders alive. Now, then my next thought was, I feel bad for this this race. They uh, they built this giant ship and went out, and it didn't make it. I'm trying to look at that ship like sideways. It looks like it could be like a somebody could cosplay the ship if they did it on their side. I don't know. So what is this guy? I still haven't looked up oh. the race. <laughs> I know it's like they, I think they have them in Enterprise in the original series a little bit, the pig people. Yeah. I remember the. Am I a lazy truckaholic? I, I, I only know them by pig people. God, I don't even know. Terraforming emulsion. Hmm. Hmm. So here's a good, um, this is what Christopher always mentions about Mariner here being almost annoying to just be annoying. This was the first episode, besides the I want to dance in your blood, this was the first episode where I really thought she was being a jerk for no reason. You know, it, my, not fun either. Nobody was yeah. enjoying what she was doing. No, my my assumption is this, this episode really started Star Trek heavy. So it was about the command crew. They let us know the um, the plot of the episode, know what's going on. Yeah. And so as soon as we had enough information of a plot, she steps in to um, bring it back down to the lower decks, bring it back to these other insignificant characters. Do you, do you think it has to do with Beckett, has to do with her mom or just uh, just authority in general or not wanting to, you're too cool for school, not wanting to be there? Why is she in Starfleet if she doesn't like it? I don't get it. I, I'm hoping that there's going to be a bigger story we're going to hear over this, as the show goes on. Yeah, the, uh, something to be, to be determined, maybe. Yeah, like this episode here, you kind of get to see a, a little bit more about her. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's oh. a good start. Right there, the uh, Star Trek Picard foreshadowing, kind of. Yeah, With the Borg in the wrong. This is said about five years before, I think. The I'm not sure, but that seems about right. I think I read it's that in between. I think it's about five it's years prior to the post Nemesis, but pre Picard, right? Yeah, before, I think <laughs> before the it, uh, had like the bug on there. That's uh, my daughter's favorite part of the opening. She laughs every time, top of her lungs. I don't know why. I, I never laughed at it until she started laughing at it. Now it makes me laugh. So who knows how humor works. I, I just know. like the whole, the whole opening McMahon. sequence. They're like the screw-ups almost out there. But. Mm-hmm. Which would be me. That's why I like it. I identify with these people because no matter what job I'm in, I always, one, I'm there to have fun first and two, to you know make money to provide for my family and three, to have fun and buffer so time. They show the, the in the back I think you've seen it more in the other episodes, but the captain has a shelf of. Yeah, what are trinkets. those? Are those seem like uh, Easter eggs like, from other captains? I feel like they are because there's a model spaceship. I'm not really sure where that. That's of their own ship, I guess. Yeah, I was but thinking the sword and the Sulu, maybe, or I don't know. Yeah, I was thinking that, and then they got the old the, ship. Was that the Reliant? Was that the Reliant ship from uh, Wrath of Khan? I don't know. And then the baseball. There's a baseball there. So that makes yeah, Cisco, right? Yeah. I want to, uh, if I ever talk to her, maybe I'll talk to her about that. Uh, what do you think it, of her number one? What do you think of uh, Jerry O'Connell's performance as Commander Jack Ransom? Um, still undecided. I liked him a bit more last last episode. Um, he he seems like he's got smartness to him, but he's also a bit of a jerk. Yeah, arrogant, uh, like an arrogant Riker, maybe. Yeah, that could be a good. 
The um, stabbing her in the foot with the sword, that was pretty yeah. – I thought that was hilarious. Unexpected. It, yeah, I did not see it coming. the shirt off. Yeah, yeah. A lot of uh, partial nudity, which I'm in favor of because I'm lonely. I'm in quarantine six months now. <laughs> so uh, those kind of things excite me. Yeah. Rutherford. What do you think about Rutherford? He's actually so far probably my more favorite one. He seems like he. I'm really curious on the implant. I'm really. Is it by choice mm. he had that? Did he have, or is it like in Discovery where the girl got injured and had it? Uh, the Could be. Implant added? Could be. Uh, that was uh, a great episode, by the way. Uh, they should have built her up a little bit more before that episode. But uh, I, I was. What came to my mind was uh, the girl from. Uh, sorry, the the person from uh, Star Trek Borg that had the implant. Okay. She was her, I think, uh, the the video game, she, the full motion yeah. video. You never played it? No. I never played any of the video games other than, I think, on Nintendo. It's full motion video, so it's uh, like Choose Your Adventure, but with uh, okay. Voyager sets and Q is in it. And anyway, Borg, but yeah, that's a good watch. I won't spoil it for you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I kind of like this whole lower decks uh, setup. It kind of reminds me of Red Dwarf with the bunks, but it's in the. It, they're right in the hallway. They live in the yeah, hallway? Right in the hall. That is yeah, weird. I, I I don't know. Uh, Christopher mentioned in the first episode that it was very much like a uh, battle or a it was an air force carrier or something. Yeah, that's how it really is, I guess. In military. Yeah. I could never be in military. I wore uh, Stargate uh, Stargate uniforms and stuff, and people were like, "Thank you for your service." And I was like, "No, no, I'm just a sci-fi nerd." <laughs> you know, don't give me a discount, please. I did not earn it. I just watch TV. Uh, <laughs> So I like it. I noticed this is the first time I noticed the white boots that you had mentioned in the previous yeah, episodes. I love those. I can't wait to get a pair. Can't imagine trying to organize that sand in the first place. <laughs> and then you're trying to fix it. I had a thought. Why didn't they? I'm sure there's like hollow records of what it looked like. Just recreate a hologram of the sand. I don't know if that works on Ascension or not. I don't know what the sand is. I did like there's another hollow. Uh, I'm using the. <laughs> food replicator and do it and sand Is it room, room, temp- temperature? room temperature sand you don't want hot sand or cold sand i guess <laughs> so so here's him getting the boost um bug her again all right this yeah. one here actually had a little bit more seriousness to it overall there's there's funniness but there's no forced jokes as much it's mm-hmm. just kept going and had funny bits to it um, cleaning the holodeck. I can't even imagine a worse job because I can just only imagine what people would use a holodeck Did, for. Now, they bleeped out some words in this. What what were the words, you think? I'm, I'm thinking something to do with bodily fluids or something, but yeah, I'm not sure. And that's okay. actually another neat one, the use of bleeping. Thing. Yeah. Now, now, why do you think they chose that? Because they could say anything they want, you know, just like on uh, Discovery. Um, think- they, and they do use some words. They do swear on some yeah. scenes, and they bleep other ones. So I guess they bleep it for choice just to, for the... And TV 14. Um, So, I mean, they can say anything on TV 14, I think. Is the ratings the same in Canada? Does it come up TV 14 or is it like A-OK and not so bad? (laughs) No, we have the very similar ratings. I think ours are the same. It's just they have to be rated by a separate group, I'm assuming. Okay. I'm not too sure on the details, but I know we almost all our shows are American shows aired up here. Oh, really? Even though most of them are filmed up here. So, you know. Yeah. I don't know. We're all on one pale blue dot, right? That's all yeah. that matters. It's all it's, if mostly it's a tax evasion, I think, for most of them. Yeah, they get tax credits or something. Yeah, but uh, I, I like it. I, you can always tell the Canadian shows because they have the same guest stars most of the time. So, 
Um, There's a website that tried to link how every show or movie are like in the same universe by the fact that the same people are in them all. Oh, yeah, like uh, Six Degrees of Peter DeLuise or something. Yeah. <laughs> so Pretty. Tendi doesn't like um, to not be liked. Yeah. I think all of us have a little now, bit Now, is of that, that. A possibly from her, the Orions? Is that maybe – because I want to say somewhere in a previous thing they tried to make it the Orions actually try to please people. Uh, they're like people pleasers. Yeah, I know so I it. Know. Didn't they flip the script on the that the the Orion slave women are actually the slaveholders of the men or something? Or was that? Am I thinking of uh, Star Trek Continues? I honestly don't know. That okay. could be. I'm not sure if it was Enterprise or Con- Star would, Trek yeah, Continues. Yeah, Enterprise would be. I know they did something with the Orion. Yeah, there, but quite a bit. Know, I don't sadly don't recall it enough. That mm-hmm. was next to my to rewatch list. Which one? Uh, Enterprise? Enterprise. I love Enterprise. I I did I enjoyed it the first watch through, but I actually loved it the second watch mm-hmm. through. It does get better, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it wasn't I was, what I was expecting when it first came out, so I don't think I gave it the love that mm-hmm. I wanted to. I was on board because Scott Bakula, but okay. So what's happening here? So we got she just got her promotion. Yeah, that's a pip. So, yeah, so she. It's actually neat. You see her whole character change. She mm-hmm. stops being smartass almost almost immediately. And poor, um, was it Broimer? <laughs> Boimler? Is it yeah. Boimler? How's it? I don't know. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll get it eventually. Boimler. Give me, give me a season to get it all in my brain. There's so much so, Star Trek yeah, in the brain. He's trying to figure out why. How the hell does she get this? Now, uh, here's a conference. I've I've literally been in conference meetings like this where you have 20 people or 10 people in a room, and there's no nothing to really talk about. 20 but people yet, in a room and 19 people texting each other. This should have been an email. Yeah, and there's always everybody needs to have their opinion in whatever we're deciding. Mm-hmm. The chairs, so, <laughs> the stripe on the so, chairs. Yeah, when I remember doing web design, and somebody would have to come in to make, oh, we need to change the strip on this web page to have a blue highlight to it. <laughs> My favorite is, could you round the pixels? Yeah. Round the pixels? Can you make the whole website smell like bananas? That that would make it so much better. Uh, we actually dealt with stuff like that when I when I did web design. Be like, what? I, Sure, I we'll work on it. Out of doing actual website design, it was yeah. too much stress for too, not enough. Not enough money for the time because there's so many revisions. That's yeah. the problem. If people were happy with the what it was in the first place, it wouldn't be so bad. But everybody wants to control everything. The then they have this kind of jazz. you like a nightclub going on, which is really cool. So I like this. She's just going through. <laughs> what? I don't even know. I couldn't imagine going through this. And I, I hope not all officers have to go through this. It seems like it's required. It really does. Like the next gen boring, like poetry readings and stuff like that. So they all have fun. This one's and every I time like she that. goes back to the bed, she gets pulled out. So here's yeah. a TNG nod with the poker table. Yeah, but. I really like that. Um, I like that she changed her scrunchy color along with her uniform. Oh, didn't even notice that. Yeah. So <laughs> you're all going to fold. <laughs> why do they all fold? I didn't get the joke. I thought it was funny, but I didn't get why it was funny. The only thing I'm getting from it is the fact that they play play nicely with everybody. They don't want to. <laughs> nobody wants to upset anybody else. So they all right. play the game to right. Yeah, you don't go all in. It's a friendly game. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I like the uh, their relationship, Tendy and uh, Rutherford. It's a neat one because it doesn't. It feels like it's romantic, but at the same time, I'm not sure if it is. It's more close friends, maybe? I think so, but I think they each have a crush on each other, but they haven't figured out the other one has a crush on each other. 
Yeah, and then he's got the implant, so he's kind of got a Vulcanness to him now. Yeah, unless you, then he's okay. Get nerding out about the yeah. triple lift door or whatever in the first episode. Yeah, <laughs> or second episode. Uh, so she's got- she looks exhausted. So uh, why is she in Starfleet? I don't, I don't know. know. I feel like that's why I said I feel like this, there's mention of was it Gray Ops in one of the earlier episodes and being demoted or being court-martialed. We know her parents are involved, so maybe she was maybe she's going to be a big character arc building mm. up with her. I think it was like on um, um, Mission Log they were talking about how they think that maybe she was like a Boimler type character. And she did everything by the book because her parents were both, you know, captain and admiral. And then just something happened to that changed in her brain, and she was like, "No, I'm not doing it anymore." She does seem to be the one, only one of them having fun. Mm-hmm. She enjoys her life. She doesn't seem to care. I like the little uh, B story of uh, Boimler trying to figure out how to break the rules to get promoted, <laughs> and what he finally comes up with. This is a neat one too. There's actually almost three stories going on. Yeah. What? What's the other one? Remind me well, in case got, I'm missing. You got um, her doing the job she don't want to do. She doesn't got, want to do. Oh yeah, you got her doing the job she doesn't want to do. You got the fact Boomer. of the generational ship there. Okay, yeah, I even the, forgot about the A story. I wasn't even thinking yeah. about the A story. And then until it comes you got in. Tendi, the Orion girl there, trying mm-hmm. to help out the guy trying to the ascension. Ascend. So that's a lot of things going around in a 25 minute episode. Yeah, man. And then you also just have Boim- Boimler little snippets. So his is kind of just based on. Um, this main story here, yeah. Mariner, but still, he's got a little, couple little mini scenes. So, uh, I like her better in yellow. I think it splits it up a little bit more. Maybe, maybe. Because um, they're two. You're, they're making her and um, Boimler the main characters. The yeah, I think so. Red. I think so. This is actually neat because Boimler has felt like the main character so far. Yeah, he's not mm-hmm. really focused in this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. So uh, what you're saying. So over here we got the other captain now showing a little bit of jealousy, maybe. Mm-hmm. Given yeah. that our captain was worked, you worked with him fifteen years ago or something. That means yeah, on another state. I forget which state that his ship's called, but it's another state. I noticed uh, the Illinois, maybe. I'm trying to remember, uh, yeah, I probably I got remember. that wrong. If I got it wrong, uh, let me know in the comments. Only kind comments below, please. <laughs> uh, it was weird that uh, moving closer to the ship. The computer didn't know to adjust the tractor beam strength. Yeah, but where was that panel going to come off no matter what? That's true. That's true. That might have just been the moments leading up to that, but it didn't cause it. Because what is it? uh, um, Something doesn't cause, isn't correlation? Uh, Coincidence? Causation. Yeah, correlation isn't causation. That's it. Correlation isn't causation. So here's a neat one for me. Okay. So they have time right here to realize that this is happening on. (laughs) And they do nothing. And they do nothing, and I think he says evasive maneuvers or something oh, coming he? up. Why don't they just cut the tractor beam, or at least say tra- cut the tractor beam? Yeah, well, I guess that's why they're not the Enterprise, right? Yeah. Uh, I thought this was weird, because it seemed to be, like, destroying the ship. <laughs> I know. I'm like, there's no way you can technically come back from this if this yeah. was happening. Yeah. But, but then animation. there's... Star, actual Star Trek episodes that do something similar. Yeah, there's that whole, like, uh, everything's fine again. We, we were all um, cavemen and fish, but now we're okay again. So here you get to see Mariner really come in. The, the air mm-hmm. is being modified. Um, she She's like, I can feel the humidity change or something. Mm-hmm. She's and definitely she a great Starfleet officer. Yeah. And you also see her inner, inner yep. actual element. Which I really liked. 
Because up until this point, she's just been, you know, the screw-off. And it's neat is what you'll get to see with her and her mom. They actually feel like a mother-daughter mm -hmm. relationship. The mom's kind of always nitpicking the way mm -hmm. she's doing something. You know what? Watching this episode, I felt like, oh, maybe that's something I do as a parent because I'm always like, oh, that class is a little bit too close to the edge of the table. Oh, don't do this. Don't walk on tile in your socks. I don't want you to slip and hurt yourself. I'm that per I'm that parent now. You know, like I'm like I'm like. Uh, you mean it in the best way? Yeah, because I just don't want her to get hurt. You know, because if it would break my heart if I like I thought of something like that and I didn't tell her and then she did get hurt, I'd be like, you know, I don't know. I guess it's a parenting thing, right? Yeah. So this is we get the this guy. He's now you're finding out his character a little bit. And he's mm. like, I'm the, I was the Ascension guy for <laughs> that was his thing. Haley Joe Osment. Is that who it is? Yeah, that's who plays the voice in uh, of this character. I forget. Uh, I'm looking right now. I'm cheating. I'm looking. Uh, <laughs> I was never gonna send. I was faking it. Lieutenant O'Connor. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. But I think a lot of us are faking it till we make it. You know. Yeah. So. It, so. What, this is shows Tendi, I guess. She's like, oh, we're now best friends. And we're going to die together or something. Yeah. 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 We're both jerks. The animation on this show is amazing. Just the amount. Because they could get by with, like, you know, South Park level or Star Trek, the the animated series level, and we'd still watch it. But oh, yeah. there's always something new and interesting filming the frame. Well, I'm not frame. sure who's doing this. Is this the same company that does Rick and Morty and uh, Titmout's yeah, animation? I saw that. <laughs> yeah, which yeah, it's funny. <laughs> I, I know it's got a BC film credit on the end of the. Oh, credits, cool. So, cool. and I know Rick and Morty's done out of well, partially done at least out of a company over here. Vancouver. A lot of the animation looks similar, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if there was some team crossover. I'd really like more information on the behind the scenes. Yeah, but this. I really love the episode. Of course, yeah, I love the episodes. So this is actually the first episode. First of all, the opening sequence of this episode is the first one that is not. It actually had to do with the story. Mm -hmm. uh, before the credit or the pre-credit roll or whatever, it was actually to do with the story. Where all the other ones have always been a separate little short. Mm -hmm. Like if this uh, episode followed that, they'd be all hanging out in some cargo bay while all this was happening to everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. And so this one actually feels like a f actual Star Trek episode, I guess. Like mm -hmm. next gen. This could have been a next gen episode, change up a little bit. Um, the fact the ship's getting attacked by whatever that kind of reminds me of one of my least favorite Star Trek next gen episodes, Masks. That is my second gets... least favorite next gen episode. Because <laughs> the ship itself literally gets reconstructed, and at the end of the episode, they magically fix itself. <laughs> so I wonder if that's like a callback to Masks. Yeah. I don't know. There's. Well, Never know. Oh, I hope not. That's just an episode that should be forgotten. Right. I um, think if it wasn't in that final run of episodes, I would have been okay with it. But they wasted an episode. That was season seven in general had a lot of episodes I wanted to like, but mm -hmm. just they never felt like they hit has many hits in season seven. Question: Why didn't they turn off the gravity plating? Like computer, turn off gravity in section thirteen corridor. Why? Not the Enterprise. Don't think of the stuff. Mm, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Uh, I thought Haley Joe was great in this uh, episode as that character because I didn't know it was him until I read the credits at the end. So, so I think this is a trend that you're starting to see. Maybe not like Haley Joe was bigger actor, like maybe, like like a stunt casting, like one per episode or so. More and more bigger or previous big actors, even big actors, are wanting to do bit roles in mm -hmm. all these shows and movies and. Mm -hmm. Like they were saying, was it Star Wars, the new ones, the Stormtroopers, or so many of the people, big actors even, doing Stormtrooper roles. Yeah. Uncredited. Uh, yeah. Just uh, to say they were in there. When when they when the Stormtroopers beat up uh, the child, 
in the bag. I thought that was hilarious. It was mean, but it was hilarious. Um, so here's a good, so this is a throwback even to the very first episode. Okay. They released some sort of gas in the very first episode, and it magically fixed everything. It would be great if that was the fix in every single episode. What do yeah. they call and that? They, the one joke that keeps going and going and going. And they actually oh, and here's a kiss. So yeah. now we got. Yeah, I wondered about that. It, yeah, that was kind of weird. Because of the I relationship with her and Rutherford. Though. Why does it burn? <laughs> so Ascension hurts. Does it hurt when Daniel so. Jackson dies repeatedly and ascends and all that stuff? I don't remember. Why does it take so long? Like, <laughs> that has no meaning. <laughs> yeah, why are we on the back of a koala? What is it? Yeah, it was a, uh, the universe is balanced on the back of a giant koala. Why is he smiling? Oh, and, she, and then, he's the shape of a bird. And then he's like, what's his final line there? The secret of life is... He says, I see dead people. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> and then hers, like, after, she'll be like, sorry, I helped. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe he's happy. It's just a painful process. That that little last glimpse looked almost like uh, V'ger, the cloud, the okay. shape. I don't know. And then there's I the wonder, boots. I doubt this will be brought up again, mm-hmm. but I'm curious if the Ascension idea will be explored throughout mm-hmm. or later on, maybe. I just uh, think he he went to the captain one day and said, "I want to start a ascension department." She's like, "Okay, whatever." <laughs> yeah. I I I like the mother daughter relationship, and I like both actresses that play these characters. I think it was great. I'm sure they probably weren't in the room together, but it seemed like they were. Yeah, I'm assuming they would like if you said they did Zoom calls and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Guess they would have probably done the lines together. Yeah, I don't know where it transitioned from in studio to at home, but somewhere yeah. along it, that's a nice them hugging and then they realize oh yeah we, we're supposed to not like each other we have a rivalry going on even the ships in this and everything <laughs> this leaf blower you think you think uh, federation leaf blowers really do clean up stuff or how does that work well they make them out of yeah you think you want to be sucking it so i guess not blowing it uh, uh correction that's sucked out no that's blown out what is blown it out. that's a data blooper from uh season two of next gen one season one okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I love the the crew, so the right, cast. Right there, you're gonna be one. Or she's like, I'm gonna be one of your senior. You can be one mm-hmm. of my senior officers, sit in the chair next to me. And this that's what Mariner decides. Yeah. I'm gonna. Yeah, she's she, intentionally sabotaging herself right here. Yeah, you can see the eyes and everything. She's doing mm-hmm. it on purpose. Sensors. You think that was uh, a callback to the way Spock said sensors? I actually, so I read a review. From okay. somebody else yeah. on this, and that's what, what they actually is that what they said? On. I didn't look yeah. at too many reviews yet. Uh, uh, yeah, I actually read it just prior to us okay. meeting. But, um, yeah, no, that's what that was actually one of their questions or guesses was. Okay, and that was just like uh, what was it? The cage where he said that? I'm thinking. Uh, no idea. Not sure when the first. They, season... This is actually a neat one too. In all every previous episode so far, Mariner's been very much uh, love with Kirk era and TOS. Mm-hmm. Like so she's always had a throwback throwback line or comment mm-hmm. about it. And this is the first episode I don't think she did. Mm. <laughs> I love the character design. I would love to talk to the guy who designed these characters. I like that they went back to the TNG uh, uniform style. The whole TNG sets, the uniforms, the yeah. the feeling, it it, it like gives it, me my second childhood back. I really love TNG. It's, technically, it's after Voyager even, and where they would have had the inverse uniform, black on the bottom mm-hmm. and red stripe yeah. on the top. I did notice that, but I don't care. I think it... Maybe it wouldn't look as good on cartoon because it would be a lot more just black. Yeah, this is a show. It's very bright. And there, there's Tandy can't handle somebody may not like her. 
Beckett's sleeves. Why doesn't she just replicate her uniform with short sleeves? I don't know. Or maybe she replicates them like that and she can't even roll them down. <laughs> so she's happy where she is. She doesn't want to... She doesn't so want to... Helps out a friend there. Yeah. So now i got next week's episode. Yeah. So what do you think this one's about? I don't know the title yet. I don't even offhand, but it's got the girlfriend. That's pretty much the whole thing focused yeah. on. I like and how she's it. like, she's an alien. We got to meet on the holodeck. She's not real. You can't possibly <laughs> like have a girlfriend. Joke, yeah, like Jordy almost, right? <laughs> but um, I like this show. It almost feels like she's jealous of this girlfriend. Mm-hmm. So then, mm-hmm. so on. Is that going to be another arc coming? I actually thought, I actually thought Boimler was going to turn out to be homosexual. That was uh, like a guess. I was hoping actually, for a, like a character. Because they did that character. with Discovery. They mm-hmm. haven't, I don't think they've, unless they've in the background, they haven't shown any. Um, I think the, there was two men walking. They seemed like a couple, but it wasn't expressly said. Because that was one yeah. of my favorite parts of Discovery, just uh, the the Doctor uh, and uh, the Titmouse Inc. So we have to look that up more. But um, so, uh, they're, when they were brushing their teeth, I just love that. I was yeah, like, cool. So that, I know a lot of people, it's a new era. A lot of mm-hmm. people, it should be part of, just, it is part of the world. Yeah, yeah, it um, should be the world. I yeah. get annoyed. Actually, not TV now is doing it better, mm-hmm. but probably 90s tv if they ever did it it's it's so in your face mm-hmm. and they try it, it's they're not even realistic couples yeah um, it's like now, a like caricature the, again teeth. Or it, was a, it was a realistic kind of scene like people that love each other be, brush their teeth together can literally be me, me and my wife in there yeah exactly so that, that was a really it, it felt like it was uh meaningful by yeah, not true. being pointed out or anything special so yeah, and that, that's the one. now the neat one is the Star Trek's really focused on the male relationship. I haven't done any of the female relationship. Mm-hmm. I know the they tried a little bit with uh, what was it the host in Next Gen, but Beverly was like, I can't do it. I was hoping the uh, uh, when the uh, when the trill that she fell in love with okay. uh, became a woman. Beverly, okay. yeah, well they Remember did that. that yeah, they also did that um, on uh, Deep Space yeah, Nine. I- the, uh, where Jadzia's ex came to see her. Yeah. Yeah. That was probably the closest they really did. I I did like that they did with um, Deep yeah. Space Nine when the documentary that Garrick actually. Yeah. Um, well, I always felt Garrick was probably gay. So um, it was neat. Garrick's one of my favorite characters. I think in the. Are you following the fan fic the videos they're doing? I have not. I think it's going that way, but I haven't watched that episode yet. Um, wow. So that was a good episode. So you, you really liked it, right? That was actually of the season season so far. That was my favorite. Okay. Um, it definitely. Well, that's good. They're getting better. You're liking them more as they go along. Right? Yeah. Okay. I'm, I've liked scenes in every one of them. Um, my one of my favorite episode, favorite scenes so far was actually in the last episode, just a small one when the um, they're down on the planet, uh, the commander and um, Beckett. And he jumps out like I'm gonna stop this or whatever. Watch this, and, th- and he gets um, like hit in the nuts, and then the net thrown over him. Yep, and, and uh, she's like, "Yeah, I like that," or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> yeah, those I laugh. I I enjoy it for people that are trying to make other people not enjoy it. I don't get that because if I'm having fun, I I'm, I just want to have fun. People uh, don't like anything, right? TNG came out. Don't like it. It's different yep. than TOS. Mm-hmm. DS9 comes out. It's a space station. We don't mm-hmm. want to watch that. Mm-hmm. Voyager, it's a woman captain. We don't want to yep. watch that. And 20 years later, yeah. it's the best thing that ever happened. Yeah. But we don't Enterprise. like this new stuff. Enterprise is a prequel. Yep. They got um, yeah, the Quantum Leap guy on there. That's not the right <laughs> show. It's, they got a dog on the ship. What? <laughs> Which, if I ever get a dog, he's going to be named Porthos and be, I think, a beagle. Was Porthos a beagle? I'm not sure. 
think so. Yeah. Uh, you had a cat. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. I've had pets. Uh, most recently pet pigs. So, uh, but uh, I lost those in the divorce. Fair enough. So, but I, I got, uh, I got the daughter. So that's the important part. Half the time. I guess uh, we're finished with our uh, watch along. So what we're going to do is take a little break and then we'll be right back to talk about uh, like our final thoughts about this episode. And also um, we're going to continue our discussion about Star Trek, of course. And uh, we have a little thing we like to do called uh, Trek and Tell, where we show something Star Trek and explain why we like it, how we got it or what's special about it. And also we're going to give our rating for the episode. So That's uh, something to stay tuned for. Uh, We're going to be right back. Hi, I'm Zoe Dean. I've got a couple of questions for you. Are you a fan of classic movies and old Hollywood? Are you a film history nut? Do you love podcasts? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then Not Just Yesterday, the Roddy McDowell podcast is the show for you. Not Just Yesterday is dedicated to Roddy's amazing life and career and gives interesting and fun behind-the-scenes information about the projects he worked on. The show covers everything from How Green Was My Valley to Planet of the Apes, and continues to be updated every few months with exciting new shows and awesome content. Interested? It's free to listen, and the show is available for download wherever fine podcast programming is given away. Just type Not Just Yesterday, the Roddy McDowell podcast in the search bar, and dive into the wonderful legacy left behind by Roddy McDowell. This is a podcast you will want to share with everyone you know and love. So plug in your headphones or turn up your speakers and remember to keep smiling. And we're back. I'm here back with uh, Brent Jap, my friend from Canada. And I like saying that. I kind of brag that I have a friend in Canada because nobody believes me. It's like that whole girlfriend in Canada thing. It's like, you don't have friends and you don't have a friend in Canada. Can we meet this friend? I'll be like, yes, here's the YouTube link. There's there's, um, the old running joke of like oh you're from canada you must know joe (laughs) i do that to my friend matt all the time he's uh in the uk so you know i'm like when i come to visit him can we go to baker street can we do this can we go to cardoff and all this other things and doctor who and he's like yeah i don't live next to that stuff i'm like really i thought it was all in one spot everything in england on the bbc is in that one town in my brain oh yeah exactly Uh, shows my ignorance but you know i enjoy it (laughs) I haven't, been made, I haven't made the trip over there myself yet. So. No, hey, maybe that'll be something. I don't know. I don't know. We could uh, do a do a Doctor Who uh, uh, trip to Mecca. What would be the Mecca there? They don't have the Doctor Who Museum anymore, do they? I think they I closed no that, took it down, something like that. I think I was talking about it. I think I would go to like Torchwood sets or something, or at least stand on that where they go down into the... Torchwood. Yeah, I would love to stand there. Just that would be a life goal. Bucket list. That would be neat. Yep. Okay, so what we're going to do now is uh, just talk about our final thoughts uh, of uh, the episode from Season 1, Episode 4 of Lower Deck's Moist Vessel before we do our Trek and Tell, which will be fun, hopefully, and then we'll give our final ratings. Are you ready? All right. So final thoughts on this episode, or the series in general since it's so new, of uh, Star Trek Lower Decks in this episode, Moist Vessel. I I think I said earlier on, but this is definitely... I was a little worried about it. I'm always worried about new shows, but mm-hmm. I'm, I think I'm a lot like you. I love everything. Mm-hmm. I, find, <laughs> I, um, I think of a lot of things from the writing point of view. Um, the mm-hmm. directing directing's a little different when it comes to animated, but mm-hmm. the writing and writing directing point of view, the actors. So I tend to forgive certain things because I'm mm-hmm. like, you're still dealing with actors. Um, one thing I do 
do not like is when I get pulled out where I feel like they're not actually there. Did you get so pulled really, out at all with Lower Deck so I, far? Not or, at all, really. Um, I know Christopher mentioned in one of them that, that you could almost tell that the one character was reading. I think that one that plays... Oh, Tom, the actress um, who plays Tindy, he said. Tindy, uh, yeah. yeah, which was Noah I Wells. That, I didn't but, get it. And even on the rewatch, I didn't get it. So, But I, I know that's, uh, that can be an issue with the animated. Mm-hmm. And I know... Some of the earlier Simpson episodes would be a good example of that, where you actually can almost feel like they're each reading independently. Yeah, like they're saying, so, do it again, 20 takes, and they're just reading it at that point. Yeah. And they use that and, take for some reason. Yeah, where this is so far, they, like when there's a little bit action-y, it felt like they're doing an action scene. Like it's, yeah, like I, I visualize them doing all this stuff while they're recording, because it just yeah. sounded like that. And even the the mouth, the mouth movement to the voices. Great I, job, I right? I don't know if it's perfect, but it definitely doesn't make my eye go, ooh, that's wrong. I'm a lip reader and the fact that I haven't thought about their mouths so. means they did are doing a great job because I, I lip read, you know, cause I have hearing problems. Uh, so it's always like a, a backup crutch I have is lip reading to, to comprehend like and confirm what I heard. And I've been had no problems with this. So they're doing a great job. Who's ever doing the mouth movement on this uh, show is doing a great job. So, and as you mentioned, so the animation style, I think everything they've done there is really well, really good on this. Um, it's hard to, there's different ways to do animation. You could do mm-hmm. CG, you can do this kind of very flat, you can do almost an anime type style. Mm-hmm. Um, try to make it look real realistic. Mm-hmm. They kind of, I think, went very cartoony, but with a realisticness enough that you believe it. You don't get pulled away. Not at all. Um, and so I'm enjoying that. Um, and this episode the, specifically. Yeah. Uh, what did you think? Oh, okay. This one. So this one, I actually think is the best episode so far. This was, it felt like, now again, this is what I said even about Discovery, fourth episode. It's when they've kind of had that rough start, um, but they've hit the ground kind of finally now and had a decent episode. Or I shouldn't say a decent. They've all, I think they've all been decent, but yeah. this one here is the one that actually they had what felt like an actual episode of Star Trek Next Gen. This could have been filmed with real actors in Next Gen. Maybe slightly different set decoration, mm-hmm. but it would have more or less worked. Yeah, I, so. I feel the same way, and it has that next-gen feel, and it's almost like a nostalgic feel of the future, which is weird because we're past this now, but now we're back to it. <laughs> but I just love being it's, there. It's You're back in the utopia mm-hmm. um, Star Trek, but yet um, you're seeing it from the non-utopian mm-hmm. point of view. Yeah, that that would be the only problem with me on the Enterprise D is I would not be good at stuff. <laughs> I if they had a holodeck, I'd never leave. Dude, I can't as, wait as, until I'm eighty, ninety. It's gonna happen. Uh, Please help that I develop was that. Brent, a kid, I had, I remember actually drawing out sketches. I was gonna have my own like shuttlecraft, but mm-hmm. it would be big enough. It'd be almost more like the Defiant. It would be a small ship that would have um, a hollow suite in it or something, and that would be my man hollow suite. My life. Yeah. Why would you ever leave? You would be Q in that hollow suite. It's very possible that Q is just in a holodeck and everybody else is just the characters because he can control everything. Series finale. There you go. I I really, really want – I know it's not possible now because the actors all look so different. I I guess they could do it, but I really wanted – next gen even if it's the end of picard to end with them back in the courtroom and q That'd says uh i've now seen what you're capable of and now i can uh pass judgment I'd what's like- neat now like, they did that again i keep bringing up star wars a little bit oh, that's great i love star wars, wars movies I love star wars. Uh, they they brought it back the character um tarkin 
and he's the actor like they they made they did it all completely CG and I was totally fooled I did not know until I saw it on YouTube that he was not a real person and other people saying did. they didn't do good I was like he I thought he was real you can see aspects when you know when you know but I didn't they I knew my, that, my like, wife didn't know until I told her so it wasn't like Princess Leia where you look and you're like ah uh, that's totally not Carrie Fisher and yeah. like people at home with their home computer did much better for free but but yeah that, but still like that's showing me what's like they said before, Mandalorian did the sets and that mm-hmm. completely um, on CG and that makes you think what five, 10, 15 years from now, what are they, they, they don't even need actors or anything. They can literally just make a full movie with in a computer screen and I'm, you would never know it wasn't real people in that yeah. place. Once they figure out how to be able to touch the photons, then we're good, so. but they'll get there. I mean, yeah. we're made up of so. 3d pixels in a simulated universe, possibly. possibly. So once we figure out how to do that again, I'll be happy. Hopefully I live and that long. If I don't. I um, know animation sometimes scares people off, mm-hmm. I think. So you hear animated series and you automatically like, oh, that's for kids. Mm-hmm. I think in the recent 10 years, mm-hmm. um, that's kind of changed a little bit with like Rick and Morty, um, Family Guy, all that, all those ones, definitely towards an older crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, so you get that yeah. little bit change. But I know, I think the anime, anime was 18 plus for a long time. Mm-hmm. And hentai? Always, hentai? How do you pronounce that? I, don't I know always said anime for myself. Okay, anime. No, I mean, well, specifically, hentai, yeah. yeah, I don't, I know I don't watch any of it. Octopi um, I never became a fan, but I actually read a big um, story once talking about, and you can do a 200 episode series in anime where you can pre-write it, fill it, like, wow. draw it all. Yeah, it makes it like a do, comic book storyboard, same thing. Yeah, and yeah. you don't have to worry about actors leaving on you or mm-hmm. dying or aging, and mm-hmm. so you can and you can do a prequel without and have the and do it right in. So, animation actually has opens doors you would never have with realistic mm-hmm. or real. I'm a big fan of adult animation. Uh, yeah, I was uh, doing the dishes earlier, and uh, I asked my Alexa to um, to play uh, play some music, and she she said playing your favorite most listened to music, and it started off with Get Swifty. <laughs> so I guess I do like that kind of stuff. Now, what are your uh, thoughts on the episode? My thoughts on the episode: I love it. I love the animation. I love the characters. I love the writing. I love the humor. I literally all week I look forward to watching the episode, and I stay up until three in the morning in this time zone is when it plays. So yeah, and usually I'm working, so I got to take a break from work, which is nice, and I just uh, go watch the episode. And like, what has been happening is I watch it two, three, four, five, six times because it's so short. And you're like, ah, one more time, twenty more minutes. What's the big deal? Ah, one more time, twenty more minutes. Yeah, I got, I got the seven month old, so I was up at two yeah. just after one a.m. or something mm-hmm. last night feeding him. So I got to watch it. It it works out with the parenting schedule because I don't have her on the day following when the episode airs, so that works. If not, I'd have to wait to the next day, but. Um, it works out for me, but I, I, I just love everything about it. I'm excited for it. I think the people working on the show are doing an amazing job. It's so much hard work. I've, I've tried, um, you know, a little bit of home animation and different programs and stuff. And the amount of work is just ridiculous. And these people are doing such an amazing job. Yeah. And that's nice to have Star Trek on the air again. Isn't it though? I, I think yeah. the people that are, uh, poo-pooing it kind of, my opinion is like, it's different, so they don't yeah. like it. And it's new, so they don't like it. But if you, if it's good, it's good. You know, but we're going to have what, five Star Trek series? Six? Yeah. This so is like, this, am, am I? This Prodigy, have, Picard, Discovery. 
the Brave New World section thirty one. Section thirty one. Yeah, I have Six. have I ascended? Am I in an afterlife where everything is perfect? And they're talking know. more movies. Yeah, what's the latest? It changes all the time. I wanted I the Quentin Tarantino one. I, I don't think there's anything that, official. They're not, not they're not doing that. I wanted the one with Kirk's father, where he, they go back in time and they meet and they do stuff. Because I every time I start Star Trek, two thousand nine, I cry when when his dad dies in that first two minutes. They get me every single time, and you think I would know by now. But uh, I, yeah, I'm looking forward to more uh, JJ verse or even something different. I don't know. Uh, I think it has a lot to do with uh, us losing Anton Yelchin. Yeah, that just kind of killed the whole momentum, unfortunately. So, but I understand crazy. it. Forty-eight episodes of Star Trek a year or more. Forty-eight weeks of Star Trek a year. I I love the future that we're in just for that. Yeah. Kind of makes up for the rest of the stuff, but not really. But it kind of does. It it keeps you going. The only worry is always a burn burnout. They just kill the franchise because it's too much. Uh, I that happened before because there was too many series on the air at once. Yeah. But I think them spacing it out like this, where it's just a weekly program that you watch, it kind of, for me, it kind of feels like maybe the pro wrestling vibe where they have a different a different episode every week and it's episodic written television and like you, you always look forward to that one episode. But if there, if there was two or three on in one week of new episodes, I think there would be a burnout factor. Could be. And it's actually nice because they're on the streaming service now. So you mm-hmm. don't, when you're on network TV, you have to have your season start like second or third week of September, mm-hmm. run till Christmas, start or yeah, Thanksgiving or Christmas, and then start up again in January and run till May. Mm-hmm. And you always have to have your run. And now they can they can just decide they're starting in January and mm-hmm. running five episodes, run five episodes, stop for three weeks, start another five episodes. Yeah, I've heard people that cancel their CBS All Access. Um, when Star Trek's not on. And for me, $13 a month is worth it. Just keep making more Star Trek. That's why I'm it's, here. It's all dependent on, I think, on how many services you have. You can, I, I, I think I have most of them. eight services out there. You're paying 200 yeah. a month, I think now. Yeah. Is it, is it like that? But I don't pay a cable bill. I just pay internet bill and have all the streaming services. So, but I haven't watched Disney plus really since uh Mandalorian ended, but that's coming back soon. Right. Yeah, it's probably what's on it. my TV at home the most. Yeah, Mandalorian starts this fall, I think. We're supposed to get a preview any day, I think, of season two. I'm not sure. But that I'm really looking forward to. And uh, I don't know if uh, the child was supposed to be uh, the series-long uh, character, but he I'm sure he is now. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's a great show. Rosario Dawson's going to be on it. Okay. That hasn't been announced, but she didn't deny it as she smiled. Oh, yeah. So, And she wants to be in Star Trek, too, so that would be great. I'm sure they could get her to be a voice actor on this show, but I think she wants to be a, like a lead character on something. So that'd be nice. I like Rosario. Okay. So uh, after our Trek and Tell, we're going to give you our score. But for right now, we have Trek and Tell. Brent, okay. Mr. Brent Jeb, my friend from Canada, right. which is real. So, what is your I Trek actually, and Tell? I have quite a few Star Trek things. However, most are in boxes. Mm-hmm. Um, ever since having the second kid, I mm-hmm. lost my basically storeroom of everything, and everything yeah. got put in boxes and got stored elsewhere. Mm-hmm. It's However, worth it. I still it's have a Star Trek Ooh. Garfield tie. Wow. Is that officially licensed? I've never seen that before. Doubtful. It's a uh, Gar Trek. Uh, Gar Trek. Oh, and wow. Yeah, logo, I would totally wear that to like a funeral or something. <laughs> so, wow. I, I picked this up at a thrift store. Oh, I don't even know, probably 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And it's been worn a couple times, but it's definitely. That is awesome. I have many silk Star Trek ties. Um, 
I got them when I was uh, a manager in a, in, in a restaurant. They made me wear ties, so I wore Star Trek ties. Um, what was where do you get that from? And why? Uh, just a thrift store. Oh, nice! It's one of those things where you see it, you got you have to buy it. Well, I was actually looking for a Christmas tie, an ugly Christmas tie to wear, okay. and then I found that. So that's got that was my ugly Christmas tie, even though it has nothing to do with Christmas. Where have you worn that? Have you ever showed up to a meeting with that on? No, just uh, a Christmas party, I think, okay. so far. Here, here's the new challenge. Your next Zoom meeting at your job that you do, uh, just you can wear that T-shirt even, the, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy shirt, and um, just fold the, half the tie in there and have it down there and uh, just say, I was on a podcast and, and he, the guy told me to. Yeah, just like that. There you go. I'm glad you didn't do it originally because that would have that would have spoiled it for us. I love that. That's awesome. Like this, so. That's a really cool uh, trick and tell. I'm going to have to look up more about that. I was kind of like I didn't know what to bring to to class today for trek and tell um, because there's so many things I want to show, but I want them to kind of go with the series, kind of. And uh, but I don't really have any lower decks merch yet. I mean, I thought about signing up for the T-shirt a week deal. But I didn't quite do it. I don't know if you heard about that. Titmouse oh. is actually making shirts. Uh, you can sign up for like a weekly crate of a new shirt for each episode or something. But I missed the boat on that one. So I'm going to have to get them on the secondary market, you know, eBay or something. Uh, but I just uh, I just picked something randomly. It's a Wacky Wobbler Bobblehead Star Trek and Dorian. Now, um, do we know which Andorian it is? No, it just says Andorian, but it's got a picture on it of the guy from the original series. I think he was not really an Andorian, was he? Or did he have his uh, antenna removed to put in the transmitter or something? <laughs> is that no the character idea. or somebody else? Yeah. I'm not sure. Might not be showing up great on green screen. It was a gift from a friend of mine that I worked with uh, named Michael Reed. That was a great thing, again, about being a Trekkie is people just go, here, I found this. Thank you. I don't have it. And if I do have it, I say, thank you. I needed that. Another one. <laughs> but um, it's a bobblehead. Never took it out. because I just thought it looks cool. Half For me, half of the fun is the packaging because it's the artwork of it and stuff. And um, I, much like you, when I had a kid, uh, a lot of my collectibles became toys. I, I, had, a, I had a decision to make. And uh, what year is this from? Is there a year on your tie? says Andorians are blue skinned in appearance with bilateral antennae that reflect their emotional state and characteristically white hair. Andorians can be a violent and passionate species, though they also have a great affinity for family. Andoria is largely a cold, icy world. So this is probably post enterprise that came out. Um, and one of five original founding members of the United Federation of Planets. Yeah, that would be Enterprise. Made in China. All the best stuff is made in China. 2009. Okay. So it might be a Kelvin verse, Andorian. You yeah, never know. Uh, just prior to, I guess. Maybe. Oh, yeah. So. But yeah, no, there's no Funko. Tie. Just, Funko. So maybe it's on the Funko app. I don't know. The tie doesn't have a date on it, no. Okay. But I will I will Google the heck out of that later. I actually want to say I remember a Garfield episode or comic of them doing Star Trek. I've seen the mashup before, but I don't know where or when. Yeah, me neither. Okay. Probably when it's about your daughter's age. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Very good uh, Trek and Tell. I saw, oh, I saw um, a meme the other day with Garfield, and it was Garfield or Heathcliff, and I was like, is that even a question? I don't know. Heathcliff was okay if there was nothing else on, but Garfield, of course. But uh, lasagna, I like lasagna. Five cheese lasagna with extra cheese. (laughs) 
So that's our Trek and Tell for this week. If uh, you have any suggestions or any Trek and Tell of your own, send them this way. We have a phone number. We have an email address. Uh, you can leave kind comments down below. Uh, remember to always uh, like and share and subscribe. The subscriptions help get the word out where more people can see us. If we have more subscribers, more views, more likes, it's one of those things that kind of snowballs. So do everything if you like what you're watching and hearing uh, to uh, help us out like that. That's all you got to do. It's all free. Just just give us a like. Did, did you like it yet? Uh, you're just sitting here watching us talk about liking it and you could be liking it right now. Thank you. Also you subscribe. Like yeah, subscribe. Oh, I liked it myself already. I think I was the first like. I like myself. That's something, right? And uh, so now our ratings for season one, episode four of Lord X, Moist Vessel. I'll let you go first. At a one to ten scale, what do you give this episode? I'm going to give it an eight, I think. That's good. I think eight, that's good. Let's say handfuls of room temperature colored sand. <laughs> How does that help Ascension? I don't know. It's kind of like a Zen garden, maybe. Maybe. But colorful? I don't know. Couldn't imagine doing the drawing in colored sand. Two years it took them. (laughs) That ship is getting tossed and turned all the time. How is it still there? I don't know. The stasis field, maybe? Then why was it? Does that mean the ship has been around for at least two years? (gasps) Ooh, that's a clue. Something that will be on Memory Alpha later tonight. (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. No promises. Um, uh, so I'm going to give it, man, see, I so want to give out tens just cause I'm that guy, you know, I, I can't, I didn't find any fault with it. I didn't dislike anything about the episode. It's, it was a great adventure. It was like an episode of next gen. Um, man, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to go with a nine Okay. because I think, There'll be an episode throughout the run better than this one. So I don't want to mess up my own scale. But if there wasn't, if this was like a short run and this was the last episode, I'd probably give it a 10. So just leaving leaving room for it. 10. Uh, uh, What is it? Organic regenerative gel? What is that? Whatever that is. That's my rating. (laughs) My other one I was thinking of was the Tamarian Florcas. The little insects you let go to help them ascend. Wow, I couldn't even say that. And you just said it. It just went... <laughs> it's written down right there. Okay. Oh, hey, show notes. I should do that. I should take notes. <laughs> I used to in the in the audio days, but I don't want to be here reading and checking off a list and doing things. So I'm trying to keep it in my brain. It doesn't work so good. Um, so I think we both enjoyed it, and we both enjoyed the series so far. Um, yeah, the, probably the, actually the one thing this episode I think it had but didn't have as much was as much humor. It had humor in it, but definitely less actual jokes. So more I story than setup and punchline. Yeah, I was not laughing as much on this one, mm-hmm. but I was enjoying this one more. The same thing happened on my first viewing. I didn't laugh out loud as as much, but after that I did. So I think I was more absorbed in the story than the joke, 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 joke. Thank you. Yeah, maybe hope, watch this be the one that Christopher enjoyed. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting at home going, oh, I should have been on this one. Oh, well. Um, so that, that was, it was great fun talking to you. Do you have any uh, thing to plug or promote how people can get in touch with you, follow you, like you, subscribe to you? Do you got an Instagram going? Are you a, are you an Instagram funny, model? Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> so funny enough, uh, being in the programming and I used to do web design, I think I have um, Brent Jap at Brent Jap at every single place. Most of the accounts have been idle for probably five five years or more. Um, kids and 
everything. Mm-hmm. Um, Dude, it happens, but it's worth it. One of these days, and it's very soon, I'm actually trying to figure out some new plans, new um, endeavors. So there may be some follow-up when we talk in the future. Okay, yeah, I'd love to have you back on if you'd love to come on. This oh, was great. Anytime. I awesome. actually quite enjoyed this, and I love Star Trek. So we, we, as we proved tonight, I think we could talk for hours. Yes, and uh, which which we did, I think, almost. <laughs> Um, so it was great having you on and I really appreciate it. And I loved getting uh positive feedback, uh, about the show. Cause so far I haven't talked to anybody that liked it besides me. So it's nice to find out that I'm not the only one that, well, that the one, appreciates you mentioned it. you're going to do animated series at some point. Yeah. Yeah, I will. Uh, did you Maybe want to come yeah. back on for a TAS? For sure. I think all you have to make me watch a bunch awesome. of them. I can. Yeah. Um, we're doing them in random order. We're not doing the whole watch through because I think, oh. I'll be dead before I finish, but, um, <laughs> so just, uh, go through them and pick your favorite episode and we can do it. All right. All right. I really like would, I would really love that. Is that. That'd be watching those for the first time. So yeah. Uh, that, wow. That's so cool. That's so cool. Oh, I have a great track and tell for that, but stay Ooh. tuned. That'll be it for today. I uh, hope you, uh, liked the show and subscribed and ring the bell. Done all three. I had a really good time talking about this and, uh, stay tuned for the next episode. All right. Thank you for having me. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Brent. Brent Chap, everybody. What, what a pro at this. And it's your first time, right? First podcast I've ever done. That's so unbelievable. You're natural. I love it. Oh, thank you. Okay. I'll get uh, a little bit better lighting, I think. <laughs> Good lighting. Yeah, I like and it. Not a black shirt. <laughs> well, don't wear a green shirt on a green screen. I learned that. Okay. Um, a floating head. <laughs> like on Red Dwarf. Yep. There we go. That's uh, called bookends, right? Okay, uh, so uh, everybody have a great time, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Trekaholic. Please support the show by going to patreon.com slash trekaholic. Send written or audio feedback to trekaholicpod at gmail.com. Leave us a voicemail at 305-707-TREK. That's 305-707-8735. And don't worry, no one will pick up. It's only for voicemail. Visit our website at trekaholic.com for more information. Trekaholic is not affiliated in any way with CBS or Paramount. I'm your announcer, Zoe Dean. Trekaholic is a Baron Space production. It did record this time. <laughs> <laughs> And we went from like a twenty minute to a forty minute. Yeah, well, which is great. I, I that I think that that one was actually probably better, even though I thought the first one was perfect. So I'm confused about that, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna question. End transmission.